In sports, there's winning and losing and getting injured. That's why there's Dr. Clapper. Dr. Robert Clapper is the head of orthopedic surgery at Cedar sinai Medical Center. Each Saturday morning, and it's time for Dr. Clapper. Silence is golden when you can't think of a good answer. <laughs> this is the Weekend Warrior Show presented by Cedar sinai Hey, Dr. Clapper. How are you? Yes, Doc. I love your show. Thank um, you. Now, here he is, Dr. Robert Clapper. Good morning, Los Angeles, and welcome to another edition of the Weekend Warrior Show. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Clapper. I'm an orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai for 31 years. Wow, what a big week I had in surgery. It was so much fun. I can't wait to tell you all about it. Interesting cases. One of them was actually using a cadaver. This is someone who passed away, most likely from a motorcycle accident, where they'll use their heart, they'll use their kidneys for people who are on dialysis or someone who needs a heart transplant. But in part of that, harvesting their organs, they'll take tendons and bones for people like me to use on patients where I can't use their own body parts to fix their injury. And the great Kobe Bryant, who inspired the whole idea of biologically fixing injuries, where he went to Germany. Yes, I did a platelet-rich plasma procedure to someone who partially tore their tendon, their quadriceps tendon. I can't wait to tell you all about it. It was an amazing week, and certainly so many hip and knee and shoulder implants um, and some of them on weekend warrior patients. I'll always ask a patient, to what do I owe this pleasure? Who sent you to see me? Oh, Dr. Clapper, I've been listening to you for years on the weekend warrior show. It makes me so happy. Big smile to my face and we'll get into it. But what really makes me so excited today is my guest. He's calling in at 815 and you talk about a legend in sports in Los Angeles. It doesn't get any better. Then my guest at 815, the great Keith Erickson. In 1968, he joined the Lakers, who had just signed Will Chamberlain. And four years later, they won a championship. Well, don't forget his success at UCLA with Coach John Wooden, where he won two NCAA basketball championships. He then became the announcer with Chick Hearn, the game where Dr. J rocked the baby dunk against the Lakers he called that game with Chick Hearn in 1983. He's seen it all. He's done it all. And when I spoke to him before this show was set up, I asked him, Keith, who encouraged you to do these great things? Where did it come from? And at 8.15, he's going to tell us. But it made me think all week about two things. Where does encouragement come to go beyond your wildest dreams in life? Yes, there's an inner voice, but there's usually someone who's motivating you. And in case of sports, it's usually a coach, but it's usually that high school coach. It's not necessarily Bill Belichick telling Tom Brady he can do everything. If we talked to Tom Brady, he would say, you know what? It was my high school coach. So it made me think about who is that encouraging voice in art, in sports, and in surgery. But it also made me think about 1968. 
Because that's when Keith Erickson joined the Lakers. That's when social unrest in this country, in my lifetime, came to the forefront, just like we're seeing today. So I look back at both 1968 in the world of art, in the world of sports, and in the world of surgery, and I look back at encouragement. And that led to this. In art, Rebecca, let's play this song that I want to talk about. It's called Grazing in the Grass, a number one hit in 1968, and I want to talk about the person behind this revolutionary song that hit the airwaves in 1968. His name was Yu Masakela, and he's from South Africa, and had to leave that country because of apartheid, came to America, and after a lot of heavy work and encouragement by Harry Belafonte, here is his number one hit. Raisin in the Grass. It was written by another African from Zambia. But it was Hugh Masakela who took that song and his trumpet and rose to the number one hit. But it didn't happen without someone encouraging him. And that someone was Harry Belafonte. Later, he writes a song that becomes the anthem to get Nelson Mandela freed from prison. The song he wrote, the trumpet he played, let's listen to that song as well, which is so important to hear, particularly in times like this. Let's hear you, Masakela, bring him back home. story which will be coming up what about in sports in 1968 someone who was encouraged to literally go beyond his wildest dream well in 1968 was the mexico city olympics and in the high jump in track and field there was a mediocre truly track and field high jumper his name was dick fosbury he was an engineer and he realized both as an athlete as and as an engineer, it ain't going to happen for him as a high jumper. The fact that he was even the Olymp- in the Olympics was, was amazing, but he was nothing close to the best in the world. The Germans particularly looked at the way he jumped and made fun of him. Guess what Dick Fosbury did? He blew everyone out of the water and won the gold medal. Why? Because he decided to do the high jump upside down and backwards. No one had ever done it before, but as an engineer, he realized he could keep his center of gravity below the bar by going over the bar backwards. Needless to say, all these years later, if you want to be a high jumper, you're copying the Fosbury flop, which is what it was called. How did he do that? He Well, he was encouraged by his coaches to literally go beyond his wildest dreams. And in a minute, you're going to hear his story as well. Clapper Vision, I can't wait to get the clinic open to talk to you, the weekend warrior. Now that the NBA is going to be back, as a Laker fan, yes. Alex Caruso, LeBron James, we want to see Anthony Davis. Can't wait. We'll do Clapper Vision today as well. 